Quiet, please. It is time to listen. A sexy and hysterical genius is about to speak. This is unwavering. Toxic masculinity from the dude's den. It's your podcast. And it's rooted in God, family, country. You know what it is. Unwavering. Toxic masculinity from the dude's den. I am your host, Kevo. Welcome. I hope you're well. I hope whatever you're doing, however you're doing it, you're doing it right, you're doing it well, and you're doing it better than anybody else. Praying for you, love you, God bless you, no matter who you are, agree, disagree with me, it makes no difference. Welcome. Uh, what I'll tell you, the movie Life, it's so funny, there's a scene in in the movie where one one of them says to the other, you know, uh, it, my daddy, you say anybody, any man talk about the weather, put your hands in your put your hands in your pockets because he he wants something or something that effect. So I'm going to talk about the weather here for a second. Holy crap, it's hot! Like it is, it is not typical hot. Now, <clears throat> now I'm not one to contribute it to global warming at all because next year it'll be record cool. You know, so I'm not. I, I don't. It just I think it's just hot. So. Be careful if you're working outside, keep hydrated, stay cool, take breaks, do not get overheated. Uh, I, I, we used to say sometimes when your body gets overheated, I hate to put it this way, but 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 it's kind of like like a, like a crack whore in a way. Like like once they get the fix, you know they got to have it. Kind of that way too. Once, once, kind of weird way. You, your body's like that. Once it happens to you, you're really, really prone to it. So be safe, be careful, stay cool out there. Uh, just, just please, please don't overheat. Heat strokes are a serious deal. Okay. Um. So anyway, hey, hey before we get started too, too, uh, too much into this, how about a word from our sponsor, good friends over at RHDC. RHTC is a national leader in construction and industrial-based training. Right here in West Virginia, Louisiana, we offer CCO prep courses in all variations of mobile crane as well as tower crane, lattice boom crawler, articulating boom crane and loader, rigging level one and two, signal person, and coming soon, telehandler or extender reach forklift prep classes. So whether a new career for you, the individual, or needing training for your entire crew, call us at 318-330-9000 or find us at rhtcinc.com again 318-330-9000 or find us at rhtcinc.com god bless and there they are good friends rhtc thank you so much to them cannot do it without them means so much thank you for uh being a sponsor stay with me because i mean let's 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 be honest i actually i don't say things on the show that are that controversial I think we have just grown as a society to be so soft that everything is just deemed controversial. But it's, I don't think it's that controversial at all. Uh, so let's get right to it, okay? <clears throat> I was trying to decide between a couple of things to start with. Uh, so I, let me start with this. <laughs> Man, it, it doesn't, it, 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 nothing surprises me. I say that time and time again, nothing surprises me. Universities around the country will host critical whiteness study courses. Courses involving critical whiteness studies and offshoot of critical race theory will be available to students at several colleges across the country during the upcoming 2023-2024 school year. The University of New Mexico's Department of English, Language, and Literature will host a critical whiteness studies uh, uh, course in fall 2023 where students will learn about whiteness as an ideology of supremacy and domination. Yep. Yep, it's happening. Our goal in this course is to learn how to identify and challenge whiteness as part of an anti-racist practice. The course description says a course titled problem. Let me, I got to do this again. Hang on. A course titled problematizing whiteness 
Educating for Racial Justice at the University of Colorado, Denver, asserts that critical whiteness studies provides a deeper analysis of race that accounts for both sides, the plight of people of color and how white people are complicit in that plight. The University of Oregon also hosts a class titled Critical Whiteness Studies, which explores the social construction of race by investigating and historicizing whiteness as a racial category in the U.S., The University of Oregon also hosts courses on environmental racism and feminist theories of race. There is nothing I can't wait to hear more of than a feminist theory on whiteness. Pretty pumped up about that, I gotta tell you. One course at the University of San Francisco School of Education called Whiteness, Power, and Privilege will explore racialization and racism through the lens of critical whiteness studies. It also offers an examination of whiteness as the driving force behind oppression. Yep, yep, yep. The University of Puget Sound hosted a course on critical whiteness studies through the English department in the 2022-2023 school year. The course engages with whiteness as a category of identification in order to develop a theoretically informed understanding of the history, function, and effects of racial encoding within literature. A now-deleted course listing from the University of Wisconsin's Madison's African Culture Studies, which is archived here, was titled The Problem of Whiteness. The course description explained that critical whiteness studies aims to understand how whiteness is socially constructed and experienced in order to help dismantle white supremacy. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. I, I, you know, where to even start? So let, let's just... Let, uh, I, I don't know. I don't, it, so, where is the white supremacy that everyone's speaking of? And, and I... I I shouldn't ask that question because I know what they're going to say. Well, it's embedded in everywhere. It's embedded in the banking system. It's embedded in the workforce. It's embedded in universities. And it's embedded in Congress. Now, I don't think it is. I argue with you 100% that's false. But let's say a second. Let's say a second that it is. Okay, let's say that it's embedded in banking let's say that it's embedded in congress let's say that it's embedded uh, within the system i can ask a question to to all you uh, uh, liberals leftists democrats out there okay all right who have you been voting in who who have you been voting in to, to office so the same people that are telling you all this stuff exists same people that have been telling you all this stuff exists. You keep voting in again and again and again and again. And they do nothing about it. In four years, they go, hey, you know what? We, we got a white supremacy problem. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny. It is coming up. On election announcements, people are getting geared up. They're running for this and that and the other. Of course, of course race is going to take a front row seat. Of course it is. That's the only way. That's the only way Democrats know how to try to win anything. They cannot. They can't win on policy or argument. They can't win on debate. But, you know, here's the problem we have. I am all for a healthy debate. I am all for a good, driven, passionate conversation. But if every time it's my turn to present an argument about that particular subject, a debate about that particular subject, a, a, a passionate conversation about that particular subject. If, if every time I do it, I get through laying my theory or argument out, 
and people scream, well, it's because you're racist, then why even do it? Why, why, I mean, what? Really? Really? And now, now, universities all over the country are st- you're starting to see more and more and more universities delve into this anti-whiteness. These courses uh, explaining white supremacy and how to combat it. You know, it's funny. It's funny. It really is. Because, again, Democrats been in charge time and time again. Obama, former President Barack Obama, was elected president in 2008. 2008, 2012, 2012, 2016. How come it is that when he leaves office, race relations are worse than they've ever been? And don't give me this, well, because people were fired up because the black man was president. No, 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 that's not it. No, that's not it. He began pushing this narrative. He began pushing this narrative. A man whose inaugural... Sorry. A man whose inaugural address when he was elected president is we live in the greatest country in the world where a man like myself can can become president of the United States. And a man whose farewell is we've got so much work to do in this country. Systematic racism. What? Eight years you've been here. Eight years. You wouldn't wouldn't you be a reason that some of this stuff should have changed for the better? No, that's no, not. It's not at all. So we now have TV host. We have people, we have celebrities, we have just, just, we're calling out. We're calling out whiteness as white supremacy that's not even there. We're, 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 that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Them, uh, you know, the, 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 the great, wonderful, the amazing. Boy, those people on The View, they are fine folk. Let me tell you about it. They are screaming racism in Florida. But let me tell you how that's coming back to slap them in the face a little bit, okay? So, here's how it's doing that. One of the academics behind Florida's African-American history curriculum slammed Vice President Kamala Harris lies about what is in material, saying that her remarks are categorically false. See, Harris ignited a false narrative last week when she took a trip to Jacksonville, Florida to attack the new curriculum, falsely claiming that in the state of Florida, they decided middle school students will be taught that enslaved people benefited from slavery. Who? Are you shitting? I should have said that. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get better. I'm doing my best. Are you kidding me? Really? I, 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 I cannot wait. Cannot wait to hear a teacher that said that. I'm looking forward to that almost, okay? Because if they do, I'll stand with you and go, what what kind of crap is that? No, 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 no. Harris seized on one sentence from the 216-page curriculum that clarified how freed slaves used skills they learned and developed during slavery to help themselves later in life. Instruction includes how slaves develop skills which, in some instances, could be applied for their personal benefit. The college board included a similar item in its course framework for AP African American Studies for 2023-2024. The curriculum identifies as essential knowledge in addition to agricultural work, enslaved people learned specialized trades and worked as painters, carpenters, tailors, musicians, and healers in the North and South. Once free, African Americans used these skills to provide for themselves. That's all it says. That 
Listen, listen, hear, hear me out, hear me out. There are people that go to prison, and in prison, they learn how to cook. They learn how to, uh, uh, they, they, they get, they go to trade school. They learn how to weld. They learn how to uh, 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 run machinery. They learn how to, they become CPAs. They become uh, uh, authors. They, people learn skills in tragic, terrible times. That's not to say, oh, well, hey, turns out slavery was a good thing. You know what I'm saying? Turns out it was great. Because, you know, without, without these people being beaten and whipped and killed and maimed and mutilated, you know, uh, they wouldn't learn how to be farmers. You know, nobody is saying that. Nobody is saying that. It's simply pointing to these people that were slaves were smart enough, were, 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 were diligent enough, were brave enough to take what they learned and go out there and put it in the free market and make a living off of it or damn sure try. That's what that means. But, you know, You've got the ladies on the View. You've got MSNBC. You got CNN. You know, they. It's absolutely disgusting to think that these people know that's not true. They know it's not the case. They know what they're saying is a lie, but yet they have to push it. Have to push it. No choice. Got to push it. It's disgusting, absolutely disgusting to think that we have people in the media, in the media, doing this, reporting, making, making up racism in order to claim white supremacy. That's exactly what they're doing. It's absolutely disgusting. I'm sick of it. I am absolutely sick of hearing this stuff. That's, that's Siri talking to me. I swear, sometimes she just thinks I'm talking to her. And nobody, no, ain't nobody talking to you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of the narrative that Democrats are trying to push. I'm sick of the narrative that these far, I'll say it now, I will, these far left talk show hosts, the narrative they're trying to push. When's the last time we just reported news? When is it? All they ever talk about, all they ever talk about is this social, cultural battle. And it begins with race with them. That's it. That is 90% of what they speak about. It's just absolutely, it's sickening, it's vile, it's disgusting. These people are absolute, bi truthfully, I'll say it, these people, MSNBC, The View, the people over sitting, these people are true racist. They think they're above black people. They think... That black people, if they don't agree with them, then they don't under, they're not smart enough to understand. You know, they're not smart enough to see what's really going on. That, that, my friends, those are the real racist. Those people. But, like always, they hide behind this shadow, this, this, or this fake shadow of, oh, I, I'm out here combating white supremacy. That doesn't exist. That's non-existent. That isn't here. That is what they're doing. 100% what they're doing. Tell you what else they're doing. They're celebrating stuff like this. Because it's cultural. It's not about news. It's about culture with these, with the, with the, with these uh, 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 quote-unquote journalists. Nevada School District 
approves elementary sex ed using terms people with a penis and people with a vulva. Yeah. A Nevada school district approved a same... Uh, I'm sorry. My bad. Hang on. Start up. A Nevada school district approved a sex education curriculum this week for elementary school's children that defines males and females in terms of their gender identity rather than their biological sex. The school board of Washoe County School District in Reno approved the new sex ed curriculum for fourth and fifth graders in a 5-2 vote on Tuesday. The curriculum contains lessons that include the terms boys and people with a penis and girls and people with a vulva. A reference to trans-identifying people having the genitalia of their biological sex, but identifying as the opposite gender. The school board voted. The school board vote followed several hours of public comment, where members of the community weighed in on a fourth-grade lesson called "Understanding Our Bodies," which referred to people having a body with a penis or a body with a vulva. The fourth-grade curriculum will teach kids about body parts, including the vagina, vulva. Penis, urethra, scrotum, anus, clitoris, nipples, along with cartoon diagrams of both male and female genitals. Now, now, so approving, approving that, and approving that message as, hey, boys and people with a penis, girls and people with a vulva, Tell me again how they're not coming for our children. Tell me again how they're not trying to indoctrinate children. Tell me. Can't wait to hear it. Tell me how that's not the case. Because that's not true. There are males. There are females. That's it. That's it. You can identify as what you want. But your sex is male or female. This is what happens. I've said it time and time again. This is what happens when we give an inch. It just we should have never gotten in this battle to begin with. Here we are. Here we are. Here's our nightmare. Water's warm. Come on in. Here we go. This is what coming for your children is. There, there's no the, there's no other way to, to, how, how, how is this not? That's what this is. Man, this is, uh, I, you, you know, I wake up daily and I think to myself, this must be a dream. But it's not, no, it's not a dream. Nope. Nope. It's a freaking nightmare is what it is. You know, for a group of people, on the LB, uh, the 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 bullies out there on the LGBTQ plus IA element of PXYZ people, the bullies out there I'm talking about, they sure are you know, uh, sex doesn't matter you can be what you want to be but yet, they push the crap out of it, so it's not now, it, look, this all boils down to, you, better affirm us, now I have a problem with that. I have a problem with that. You shouldn't need affirming. You shouldn't need affirming at all. I don't need affirming. If I said to you, hey, I'm a 47, I almost said 48, don't know why, do it every time. I'm a 47-year-old Caucasian male. I would say on a scale of 1 to 10, I guess, if you said, yeah, how would you rate yourself? Are you a good-looking guy? You're ugly? You're just funky? I I mean, I I guess a 7? I don't know. I don't know. But I don't need your affirmation. You know, if you tell me, uh, you know, no, you're not, you piece of sh... You know what? You're a 2? Okay. Okay. I'm not going to demand that you see me as a 7. See, I'm not going to do that. Why is it you do that? Is it because even you know? Even you know that you're not what you say you are. You need other people telling you that to convince you. I don't need that. 
Don't need that at all. Tell me, tell me they're not coming for your children. Our children, excuse me. This is exactly what it is. They get to these kids and they look, look. Despite what people say, whether it be at home or wherever, this is how it is. Now, it may not work on every child, but some it's going to. Some are going to look at this as, oh, man, my, my parents are terrible. You know, my parents tell me otherwise. This is, you know, my teacher said, so this has got to be the case. It's going to indoctrinate a child. It's going to convince a child that we've got to be more inclusive. That it's true, you know, a boy can be a, 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 a girl, somebody that was a girl yesterday. That's, that's the idea here. And that a girl can be somebody that was a boy 10 days ago. That is the idea behind these, these laws. In your school is where this starts. In your school. We are now lying to children about basic science. Think about it. Let that, let that sink in. And cowards out there are going to go, man, we got to love everybody. And we do. We do. But that doesn't mean we have to lie about stuff. Hey, I still love you, but this is not true. This is not true. Not at all. This is a lie. 100%. 100%. We're lying to children in fourth and fifth grade about basic science. Hey, but you know, as long as it's in the name of love and inclusivity, right? Right? That's all that matters. It's in the name of love. No, it's in the name of indoctrination. It's in the name of convincing your children, my grandchildren, that a boy can be a girl if they want to be. And that a girl can be a boy if they want to be. And they can't and you know it. But there are so many cowards out there that do not have the cojones to look at people and go, hey, I love you and I appreciate who you are and I think you're a wonderful person and all that. I do, I do. But, This is not right. Boys, girls. We need to leave this shit at that. But I still love you. And I still think you're an amazing person. You know, be as trans as you want to be. Identify how you want. But you are trying to get us to rewrite science. That's not how it works. Uh, But it does. It does. It does. That's how it works. If you're a bully, just that works. This is called coming for your children. That's what this is. 100% that's what it is. This is a problem. Parents. Parents. We're letting this happen. We're not. I will go. I will Go to the next school board meeting, take this article and go, hey, hey, here's, here, I'm just getting ahead of it. Are, are, are y'all going to allow this to happen? I want to hear right now that as long as you're on the school board in these positions, you're not going to allow this to happen. Yeah, this is vile and it's a lie. You know, but hey, 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 let's lie. Let's lie to everyone. Let's lie to every child out there. As long as you love each other, that's all that matters. Speaking of in the name of love, you know, it's it. Hey, hey, we're lying to students. 
to children. We're lying to children about basic science. That's okay. Now I want you to think about this. Seriously. Imagine what I'm about to tell you here. That's okay. That's fine. Doesn't matter. How dare you oppose that, you bigot? Bigot? That's what I am. Bigot. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. Imagine being called a bigot for that. But listen to this. Nashville official is facing ethics complaint after citing religious beliefs in opposition to sex change surgeries. So, two Nashville officials are facing an ethics complaint after they voted against using city insurance to cover sex change surgeries for city workers, including one official who cited her religious beliefs in her decision to not support the proposal. So last month, Edna Jones and Harold Finch, both members of the Nashville Metro Benefits Board, voted against giving insurance coverage to transgender surgeries on city workers. So they still have still have insurance, can't use it for sex change. Okay, all right. An ethics complaint was filed against them by activist and Metro Human Relations Council Chairman Miriam, I'm not being I'm not being disrespectful. I'm just having a hard time last night. Uh, Miriam Abalfazil, I think I got it right, who claims both acted in a discriminatory manner as city officials. So Abalfazil wants the two to be investigated by Nashville's Ethical Conduct Board after, after the proposal to provide coverage failed in a 5-3 vote. Democrat Mayor John Cooper lobbied heavily for the coverage, saying that adding such treatments and sex change surgeries to city employee insurance uh, coverage would improve employee recruitment and retention. So Abazafield took issue with Jones' religious beliefs in relation to transgender surgeries and her opposition to the life-altering procedures being done on children. So here's what, here's what Jones said. Jones said, My God does not make mistakes. He creates each of us as he chooses. I will vote no. Thank you. That's it. That's it. Why? Now, 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 I want you to think about this. Think about it. If you oppose lying to children about basic biology, basic science, you are a bigot. How dare you? We got to love everybody. Let let just leave everybody alone. Let people be who they are. Who are you to tell them? You know. All right, you're right. You're right. You know. I, I, look. You know. All right, you're right. But look, I feel like my God doesn't make mistakes, and so I'm going to vote no on this particular bill. Okay. Thanks. Uh, I want them investigated. Why? Because the phrase. My God does not make mistakes. He creates each of us as he chooses. That is what Abalvazil, this is metro government. This kind of discrimination should not happen anywhere, in any workplace, in any setting, but particularly when we're talking about a government body. It's a problem when board members who make decisions that directly impact the health and well-being of metro employees can make such blatantly discriminatory, hateful, and ignorant statements Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on, 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 hang on. Hold up, hold up. Hateful and ignorant statements. Hateful, ignorant. She said, you shouldn't be allowed to make hateful and ignorant statements without fanfare consequence. Hateful and ignorant. To say, look, my God doesn't make mistakes. He creates each of us as he chooses. I will vote no. Thank you. That's hateful and ignorant. Right? That's hateful and ignorant. Okay. All right. But looking someone in the eye that has a penis between their legs and saying, oh, you're a real woman. Of course you're a real woman. Of course. Yes. Yes, you are a real woman. Nah. No problem. 
No problem at all. No. Because it's in the name of love. Right? It's in the name of love. But not not for not not for this Christian lady. Right, she voted no. Why couldn't you say, I disagree with you, but you know, I love you. What? Wait a minute. What happened? You see how this is? Like, this is the perfect example of this. Perfect example. You, oh, I'm going to, I don't want to say that for her, please. Bullies. You are bullies. You're not forcing everyone. This lady wasn't forcing everyone to, to affirm her opinion. She wasn't forcing everyone to say they agree with her opinion or her viewpoint. No, no. She just made a statement. I'll vote no. Thank you. On the other hand, this woman cannot handle someone citing God as a reason. What does it matter what the reason is? What's the matter? No's no. Right? But that's not what you... This is proof right here. This is about bullying. It's not about live and let live. It's about do as we say for the reasons we say. No, no, that reason's not good enough. You gotta... No, you can't say that. This is 100% proof that this is not about we just want to live and let live. No, this is about... I have never in my life seen a bigger bully than people that want any LGBTQ, LMNP, XYZ, Zebra stuff passed. They turn into bullies. You can't deny it. No, no. What happened to the love all of a sudden? What happened? What happened? I am constantly being told from the left. Constantly. Well, the thing to do is just love it. Hey, you're you going to say the same to this person? You're going to say the same to this lady? You're going to go, hey, hey, hey. Why are you doing that? Look. The woman has her opinion. All right. She is a she's a Christian woman. And what does it matter? Let her be. She didn't attack you. She wasn't forcing you to agree with her. No, not at all. Not at all. So why do this? Because you're bullies. You're 100% cowards. You bully people. That's terrible. Miriam, whatever your last name is, and I'm not being rude right there. You're a terrible person. Terrible person. So then, 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 R.J. Robles, a woman who identifies as transgender, threatened to leave her position as director of the DEI for the city's Human Relations Council if the coverage was not expanded. Is this not bully too? Is this, is this what it is? Threat. I will leave my position if you don't do what I say. This other lady didn't do that. She simply made a statement. Made a statement, not forcing anybody to agree with it. Made a statement, not good enough. It's terrible. Absolutely terrible. Tell me, you have never seen a bigger group of bullies in your life. This is, this is absolute Bullish, vile, I don't get my way, I'm going to get this. Man, God almighty. I, I am losing, I, you know, and, and look, there are good people out there. Good people out there. 
who are just really trying to live their life. They don't want all this. They don't want in the spotlight because they're trans. or they're, No, uh-uh. Well, you can blame these bullies for people beginning to feel this way. I'm just tired of it now. This idea that you will agree with what I say or else. Jesus, man. God almighty, bunch of bullies. That's just disgusting. Okay, as much as I hate to do this, I, we're, we're going to swap gears here real quick. Because there are some stories you come across that are absolutely shocking. And you don't even know how to go about talking about it. But I truly feel like we have to discuss this. We have to. This is terrible. This is courtesy of the Daily Wire. It's by Anthony Cash. This is, <clears throat> okay. So, I, I, seriously, guys, I don't even do that. <clears throat> All right. A five-year-old boy who fatally shot his 16-month-old brother earlier this year was high on cocaine while the deceased toddler tested positive for marijuana. Yes. The five-year-old shot his younger brother in the head on March 28th. Officers administered a drug test to the five-year-old, which came back positive for cocaine. An autopsy of the deceased toddler revealed he had marijuana in his system at the time of the killing. The announcement was made when prosecutors unsealed charges against the children's parents. Deonta Johnson, 27, and Shatia Welch, 24, of Lafayette, Indiana, related to the shooting. The couple has been hit with three charges of child neglect and several drug charges. After the child's death, police say they found 93 pills. Think about this. 90 Three pills of fentanyl within reach of the five-year-old boy. Also, marijuana and other drug paraphernalia. They also found marijuana and a grinder inside of Johnson's car and determined that he had tried to hide the marijuana. Johnson, the father of the dead 16-month-old, but not the father of the five-year-old, is also being charged with obstruction of justice for attempting to clear the apartment of drugs before the police arrived. Johnson was the only other person in the building at the time of the shooting. Johnson then claimed he woke up on the couch, saw the five-year-old on the couch, heard a boom, took the marijuana to the car, went to the victim's bedroom, and found the victim, the 16-month-old, dead, and then called mom. I mean, really. So then Johnson changed his story several times when authorities questioned him. He repeatedly denied owning a gun and that the victim had been shot at all, according to a report. Later, he allegedly admitted that Welch, the children's mother, owned the gun, her older son, <clears throat> Five now used to shoot his brother in the head. Welch claimed that she always kept her gun in a locked box under her bed. But Welch claimed she could not remember if she'd locked the gun safe when she put the gun away that weekend. Police found the gun on a dresser in the couple's bedroom. Welch further told police, that her older child was not aware of the gun and wasn't even allowed to build or play with toy guns. However, she told police he occasionally played under the bed where the safe was located. The couple was arrested in Laporte, a city about 90 miles north of Lafayette, Indiana, on Monday and were extradited to Lafayette Tuesday afternoon. A five-year-old boy is high on cocaine, takes a gun and shoots his 16-month-old brother. A five-year-old boy. You know, this five-year-old boy, you know what? 
His biggest problem should be, do I want to watch the Super Mario Brother movies? Do I want to watch Guardians of the Galaxy again? But no, uh-uh, uh-uh, not, not at all. These disgusting, selfish, narcissistic, vile, evil parents think only of them. Only of themselves. See, nothing else matters. No, no. Getting what they need. Getting their high. Having their drugs around. Doing, doing. you know, what the children's safety, their well-being, their development. Screw that. Screw that. These parents. You know what? I shouldn't even call them that. Because they're not. They're not parents. These terrible, evil waste of spaces should not be allowed to raise that five-year-old. I'll even go one further. These people should be given hysterectomy and, 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 and a vasectomy. They shouldn't be allowed to reproduce. Matter of fact, they shouldn't ever, ever see the light of day out of prison again. You are responsible for the death of a 16-month-old. You're responsible for the five-year-old being high on cocaine. That should get you life, but it's not. That's not. That's not going to be enough. It, it, it's just, it is so sickening. So sickening. Reading that a five-year-old is high on cocaine. Five-year-old. And that the five-year-old that's high on cocaine takes a gun and shoots his 16-month-old brother. Anybody hear about this on mainstream media? I don't know if it is. I'm not saying it. Look, I'm not saying it hadn't been. I'm asking. Anybody heard of it? I haven't heard of it. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to check it out right now, see if it is. Let's, let's do a quick internet search, guys. All right, I see a few articles by mainstream media, by the way. Um, you know, surprisingly, though, the, the one I'm most disappointed in here, I'm not going to lie to you, CNN, MSNBC, you're all the time, you are all the time talking about the importance of this culture war, the importance of, of, of race relations in America. All the time. Yeah. 16-month-old baby. A 16-month-old black baby dies because parents left guns, cocaine, fentanyl, marijuana, all that out. Crickets. Not a word. Not a word. You people are terrible. Terrible. Terrible not to report this story. CNN, MSNBC, you, you suck. Poor baby. Jesus, man. Poor five year I mean, it. it I don't even know what to say from here, guys. Um, I, I, I don't even know. I have no idea. No idea what to say. And in my final story, I got to get off that other subject for a little bit, okay? In my final story, uh, an off-duty security guard randomly slashed by a scissors-wielding nut job in Greenwich Village said Friday, the city is getting very, very dangerous. No kidding. This is after the attacker tried to stab me in my chest and nobody stepped in to help. Well, you know why, huh? 
We, we do know why nobody stepped in to help, right? right? Because if you step in to help and you tackle the guy and he accidentally, let's say, accidentally, you know, quits breathing, I'm going to jail for murder. See, that's what's going to happen. It has done gotten to the point where the day's good smeared. It's over. It's over. Nope, 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 nope. Can't do that anymore. Uh Uh-uh. And I'll be damned. I don't know. But let's say this was a black man that was wielding the scissors, right? Right. Let's say I'm a white guy walking by. I see him attacking you. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to jump in and help. Automatically, I'm a racist. But I was just trying to. It doesn't matter. You're a racist. Trying to kill them. You wonder why nobody's helping? I mean, you can't help anymore. You can't be a good Samaritan anymore. It's just, it's just, oh my God, we've got, we've got some, uh, that look, I, I'm done. I'm done for today. I'm pissed off. I'm aggravated, frustrated. I'm just tired of this crap. So anyway, listen, thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it. I'd love to get your take on this, okay? Uh, reach out to me, please, on the Facebook page. All right. Uh, Unwavering Toxic Masculinity from the Dude's Den on Facebook and on TikTok at Unwavering. Check it out. I've got a bunch of videos on there. And comment, DM me, whatever you want to do. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, thanks to our sponsor over at RHTC. Check them out at rhtcinc.com. Again, rhtcinc.com. Or call them at 318-330-9000. Again, 318-330-9000. Until next time, guys, do not forget your podcast, Rooted in God, Family, Country. I'm your host, Kevo. It's been Unwavering, Toxic Masculinity from the Dude's Den. God bless.